Welcome again to the Silverlight Photo Co. podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about minimalism. And I'll just start out by letting you know there are certain things I really like about minimalism and certain things that I think are very dangerous. And specific to filmmaking, I'm going to be going over a list of those things. So the first thing you may have already guessed if you are familiar with my channel or uh, specifically my website, my number one tip is always shoot with two cameras. And sometimes I say at least two cameras. Now, if you want to go into the details about that, um, the first video I ever published on YouTube was about that subject. And it wasn't a technical um, how-to video. It was more of a, a philosophical video about why. So to look into the practical aspects of this technique of using two cameras and to talk about minimalism at the same time might sound like a contradiction, but I want to talk about my take or my view um, of minimalism and how um, specifically, as I mentioned, it's going to relate to my approach to filmmaking. But I've um, recently observed a number of... Um, really good YouTubers talking about minimalism. And I don't, um, I don't personally uh, agree with most of the, with most of the conclusions out there, <clears throat> because minimalism, to me, uh, I do agree with the goal. The goal is to not have stuff that you don't need. And it's perhaps to not be bogged down with always wanting to get something new or different. I totally agree with those things. And if you have uh, checked out my website, my kit page, you'll see that it's very streamlined. And my definition of streamlined is that you don't carry what you don't need. You've got to make sure you have what you need, but you don't buy or... Uh, dream of or anything uh, for things that you don't need because it can do a lot of uh, damage to your uh, budget but also to your uh, production, uh, just your workflow and everything like that. But when it comes to minimalism relating to your workflow or your productivity, now this is where I think that having two cameras and always shooting with two cameras is is way better than saying, I'm just going to limit myself to one camera. And sometimes uh, they even go so far as to one lens. But I think, like in the example, uh, well, I don't want to give anyone specific because I really appreciate all, all the YouTubers and their, their ideas. So I'm just going to say there was one really famous YouTuber who um, was cutting down the number of lenses he had, and he was down to a good seven or eight. And for him, that was really good. Um, but again, he was doing it uh, the right way. He had the goal in mind. If I'm using it, I need to keep it. But if I'm not using it, well, I don't want to hold on to it just for sentimental value or anything of that sort. So I, I really agree with that approach. But I see a lot of people taking this to the extent where they're limiting themselves to just one camera. And to me, of course, being the number one tip um, I have as far as speeding up video production, making it easier during production and especially in post-production, but both, really, 
I kind of don't see that as being a requirement for minimalism, meaning I don't associate one camera with minimalism. To me, having two cameras for video production or filmmaking is so essential that it's kind of like saying, well, we're just going to do without a microphone and we're going to make a movie without audio just because we want to be a minimalist. Well, that's how essential I consider having at least two cameras. But let's take a look at my workflow just really quickly so you can get an idea of why I consider this to be still, um, I don't know, you could still be a minimalist and have two cameras. Now let me get one question out of the way really quickly if you have it, and that is, well, how can I afford two cameras? You say, part of my goal for minimalism is to reduce my budget and not spend what I don't need, which is essential. I understand that uh, that and that is one of my big things that I will always say. Um, get high quality, but don't go over budget. So my approach to this is to buy two but lower uh, priced cameras. So let's say you're in the Panasonic system and you have the choice of either buying two G85s or one GH5. Well, if there's nothing in the GH5 you must have, and I understand some people want slow motion or they want internal 10-bit recording, but if you if you look at your business model and you say, or your or your goals for your hobby or whatever they are, and you say, well, I wouldn't use it that much, and, you know, having two cameras is going to save a lot of time, which I'm going to talk about in a second here, so I really should go with two G85s as opposed to one GH5. And in fact, you can almost get three G85s if you go used at times. Um, or go for my other favorite camera, the GX85. So you see this kind of... Um, it kind of says that sometimes certain features, if you're being a minimalist, certain features may need to be cut out. Uh, like slow motion. Or something like that. I'm talking about 120 frames uh, per second slow motion. Now, if you really can get away with not having in-body stabilization, here comes the GH4 now with uh, a used market price between five to seven hundred dollars. Really, really good option there if you're just needing slow motion as as a as a tool. But think about that concept of either two G85s something similar, uh, whatever system you're in, versus um, one GH5. Now, let's not get on this topic of full frame, but I'm just going to mention it real quickly, because if I get on this topic of full frame versus micro four thirds or anything of this sort, uh, it's going to be a while. <laughs> or it could be anyway. But is full frame, if you're a minimalist, is full frame a requirement? Or is it something that you can cut out? You know, um, to me, the biggest scary thing about going to full frame is the cost of lenses. Now, I use Nikon lenses a lot, so I have heard there are some options for adapting, uh, you know, all manual uh, Nikon lenses or, or just using Nikon lenses in a manual uh, setting. But it's a, it's a real jump in cost if you're going to go from a smaller sensor to a uh, to full frame, for mirrorless especially. So when it comes down to being a minimalist, 
I think that it can apply to not just how many cameras you have, but what cameras you have. I even recommend the GX85 because on the used market, it's about $300 for, for just for the body. But it's a great camera with in-body image stabilization that can be used on a lightweight tripod. Um, it can be mounted all kinds of ways. And because of the in-body stabilization, it doesn't need real sturdy mounting. And it still looks really great. So that can be a third or fourth or fifth camera, whatever, however many cameras you need. And doing that speeds up production. I'll be doing more, hopefully, tutorials showing how I do this in the future. But those are really good to cut to when you have a, you're moving from one shot to another on your uh, third camera. So these techniques are so helpful for reducing the number of people on set. I mean, for, first of all, it, this is all focused on being a solo filmmaker. So you can expand into having a, a group of people um, that you're working with. But just think, if you learn how to be a solo filmmaker, you can teach each one of your DPs to operate multiple cameras. And it's not very difficult. I mean, my system, I've, I've tested my system uh, to make it easy. I, I have three levels. I call those three levels minimal, basic, and advanced. And the minimal, um, it's, it's not a professional. I don't recommend it for professionals, but that is available on my website for free. So I'm starting to build that, and it's under the kit page or the kit plans page. If you take, take a look at silverlightphotoco.com. And then the basic and the advanced, I have those um, under a membership paywall right now. I'm building them still, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that um, they're worth purchasing right away. But keep checking back. Um, I hope to. Uh, and, but you can sign up for my website for free. So just you know, create an, a login with an email, and I will send updates to you as soon as those memberships are, in my mind, worth uh, subscribing to. And so they will be uh, $4.99 U.S. for the basic plan and $9.99 U.S. for the advanced plan. So then how does this all relate to minimalism again? Well, you can see that my main contention is the idea that minimalism has to mean just one camera. So let's talk about how efficient having two cameras makes your workflow and why I think it still qualifies as being uh, minimalistic. So because it's going to reduce the number of people on set, it's going to reduce the number of tripods, it's going to reduce a lot of stuff. So let's talk about, let's talk about the production. Um, so you can imagine that when you shoot something, you have a decision to make every time. You say, well, what lens am I going to use? Uh, just generically speaking, is it going to be a wide shot or a tight shot? Well, with my system, you never choose. You always shoot both. And you say, well, how can you possibly do that? Well, it's not that difficult, actually. And I'll show you the system in more detail as, as, as I build this on my website. But the basic idea is that you have the wide shot, you compose that. Second, you have the tight shot on the top of that cage, the same cage, and you angle that to compose the tight shot. Check your focus on both and start rolling. Well... That's for the static shot. I know it gets more complicated when you're walking with it, but you can do it. Um, and you're basically going to be doing autofocus with the 
wide shot most of the time, using touchscreen to assist, hopefully, unless you've got such great autofocus that you don't need that. Um, you know, let's say Sony. <laughs> and compared to Panasonic, where you're going to be touching the screen to keep it on track. Um, and then you're going to be manually focus pulling with the tight shot, which you get good enough to do, and you can do both. So it's really efficient because you never have to make that decision whether it's going to be a wide shot or a tight shot. And you, as a single camera operator, can capture a live you know, coverage of two cameras. And why is that important? Well, it's important to me because if you're covering something that's real, you don't want to have to ask someone to do it, uh, you know, smile or or laugh or whatever it is that they did a second time because now they're they're acting. If you're covering a wedding or something like that where it's genuine and real, you don't want to be faking stuff and making them do it again. So always cover it with two shots and you're covered. And then three shots if you have that other camera on the, you know, the static camera. So now you've got uh, even up to four. So you can have two static cameras and then you can have two on your uh, your gimbal, not gimbal, sorry, two on the cage that you walk around with. So it's a really great way to get a lot of um, a coverage with a single operator. Now, just real quick, speed it back to editing, and now you're going to be uh, coming in with about three or four camera angles, not just not, I shouldn't say angles, but I'll just say three, probably two or three angles. But uh, you're going to be coming in with three clips of the same thing. You can sync them with audio, and you have so many options for editing. It just makes the process really, really easy. So that's my number one reason uh, why I don't think uh, being a minimalist, if it means only one camera, I don't think it's worth uh, doing. But I totally agree with the idea of not having more equipment than you need um, and not continually wanting to upgrade. You know, being very careful when you upgrade, it has to be, you know, I call it cost and effect. It needs to be something that is going to be profitable and not just, well, I want the latest camera. There are times when um, that can just suck all the money out of your budget and now you're you're in trouble. So be careful, very careful. So that's the main point of of my, you know, minimalism. Is it one camera or can it be more? I think it can be more. Um, but just be careful about the budget. So like I mentioned, if you're going to be uh, shooting two cameras, maybe you just go one model down or something like that if you can afford it. But I just I just made this recording because it's it's kind of been sad to me as I've seen a lot of people selling off their gear, but not just selling off their gear uh, when they don't need to. It's more like they're feeling like they have to choose one camera and they're just feeling this pressure to kind of, I guess my take here is that you can still benefit from a lot of the principles of minimalism as long as you don't get too technical. Well, I mean, who has defined that you can only have one camera? I don't, I don't know. But I just see that a lot of people are going that way. And let me just really quickly just bring something from my background in uh, still photography as a wedding uh, photographer, things of that sort. Um, backup was always essential. 
In fact, they wouldn't hire you a lot of the time if you didn't have backup. And I know the cameras these days may be more reliable. In fact, the the last camera that I had doing uh, weddings was a Canon A2. And in, in a lot of cases, that was so reliable that a lot of people said, well, you never even need the backup for that camera. But still, having two cameras, of course, in still photography, it's not the same um, reason as for filmmaking. I mean, filmmaking, to me, it's essential. But for still photography, it was just more convenient to not have to take a lens off and change a lens. You'd have just one camera per per main lens that you use. But the backup aspect was absolutely essential. So when I see people talking about getting rid of everything but one camera, and I, I, I just, from that perspective, I, I kind of, I don't know what to do. I, 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 I've dealt with people even talking with them about, you know, encouraging them not to sell their camera, even though I was the one who was looking to purchase it. I just feel like I don't want to take away your backup. And yet, um, I have purchased some cameras recently to get them for uh, creating these lens sensor uh, LUTs and the, the calibration specific to each sensor and lens combination. And so I've been trying to get as many cameras as I can. Um, not that I'm going to keep them all. I'm going to find good homes for them. But the thing is, I I just think there's a wrong concept out there or maybe a, a damaging concept that you should only have one camera. And I don't really know how people think about lenses. I know they don't think that, you know, I'm see- I've seen people say, well, I'm just going to try using only one lens for a week or something like that. I've seen that. But they don't really settle on that, which is good. But if you think about it, let's just quickly give a teaser for another topic here. If you take off your lens too often, you're risking getting something inside the camera. And that is not a safe thing for your sensor. Um, and it could could waste a lot of time in post-production if you get some spot on your on your sensor. On a Panasonic camera, I love leaving a focal reducer on the camera to, to allow me to change lenses without making the sensor um, susceptible to getting dust in there. But if you're s- selecting just one camera and saying, that's all I'm going to have because I'm trying to be a minimalist, I think there's a little bit of a lack of practicality in that. And <clears throat> again, my recommendation is to get two lower-priced cameras and maybe just choose your two favorite lenses for those. You know, take take that approach, but yet um, pick two. <laughs> so anyway, there's there's a lot to this topic. I, I, I thought I was going to be able to get into more detail. I sort of had a, a few more things that uh, to go over, but I uh, don't want to go too long here. And this is mostly about being uh, productive. So if we're talking about minimalism actually being a benefit to your mental productivity, I totally agree. Because if you're constantly thinking about what gear to upgrade to and you're you're not happy with what you have, and it's just a distraction. But I think, yes, you should settle on some equipment. Don't upgrade too often, but make sure you have at least two cameras. I think that's all I have to say on the topic right now, but um, I really 
I think this is something that could help a lot of people save time because when you're shooting and you've got two shots rolling all the time, it saves a ton of time. I understand there will be times when you still have to go back and shoot B-roll. That happens all the time. But there are times when you're a lot closer because you've got both the tight shot and the wide shot and you don't need as much B-roll because you can kind of break it up. That just just really last thing I'll say, I promise, is one thing that kind of to me is not as um, high production value is on YouTube, especially when I see a person doing a talking head and they have jump cuts all over or, you know, very frequently. And I'm thinking, well, if you had two cameras, you could switch at that point because you know, jump cut comes from when you make a mistake, and we all do, and you have to edit that out. Well, my method is when you make a mistake, switch cameras. So if you're on the medium shot or the wide, medium wide or whatever, switch to the tight shot. And to me, it just breaks it up visually as well, and I just think it looks more professional. Um, So that's what I say. Always shoot with two cameras, and then when you make a mistake, uh, what I do is I clap, and then I will switch cameras, or switch cameras and then clap, or both. Uh, so really what it does is it makes it just as easy for me to edit a video, almost, as it is to edit a podcast, because that's what I do when I, uh, I'm i doing a podcast. I make a mistake, I will clap. And then when I edit the podcast, I don't spend much time on it, really. All I do is go to those cl- uh, clap spikes in the uh, waveform, Edit, you know, go to just before that, find the mistake, edit that out, and find out where I started up again. So really, I only spend about 15 minutes editing each podcast episode. And I know you're probably saying, oh, yeah, I could tell there's there's continuity issues. Well, I mean, there shouldn't be continuity issues because really I never move stuff around. I just cut and, you know, but the neat thing is you don't have to change cameras <laughs> on a podcast. So to save yourself time, Always shoot with two cameras and uh, switch cameras when you make a mistake. And then you'll never have jump cuts again. Anyway, that's just my approach. And thank you again for listening. I hope you have a good day. Um, love a lot of things about minimalism. I, I, I think that you'll see as, as, as we go uh, that my kid is very, very minimalistic. But it always has at least two cameras. So, so thank you again, everyone, for listening.